Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Nightly Podcast as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're up to Season 2, Episode 18, which is our 50th overall episode. So uh, congrats, everybody. Um, I'm Andrew. Hey, guys. I'm Carlo. And I'm Dave. And Eric is uh, is traveling this week, um, visiting family, so he will not be available. But 50th episode, so uh, what, what do we what do we win? Uh, a pat in the back? I don't know. Uh, high five. Nine wins in a row? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Um, there you go. Now, remember a few weeks ago, and it was mostly Eric saying this, but we told people not to panic. Yeah. I don't think we've lost since then. Nope. Oh, yeah. Nope. There, there, was, there was a lull. Like, there's, a, there's a thing on Reddit. They come out every week where they, it's like a graph on how the standings. And you can see there's like a – Vegas is going up, and then there's like a small – section where the lull happened where it was just like even it wasn't yeah. even bad it was just eh, compared now, to nine in a row now granted these nine wins are mostly against pretty shit teams but still you got to play who's in front of you and just imagine if vegas would have lost those games how people would have been freaking out and it's not just how they want it though they, they want it convincingly like most of them except for that one shootout game against san jose which it was i think it was a lot uh, a lot to say for San Jose playing for Marlowe that night, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we got uh, playoff think, Jones that night. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more about that. Other than that, I think Vegas just really uh, dominated the, the comp- competition that they should. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. San Jose really played up for Marlowe. They really tried to get him a win in, in his record-breaking game there. So, But it, unfortunately for them, uh, is it's just – Vegas was just, it's just hands, hands down the better team than San Jose. There's like no buts or not even close. about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, this time we also won game seven against San Jose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of that game seven, ever since that game seven, uh, Vegas has lost one game and it was an overtime. They're 10 0 1 against San Jose since that game seven game. Well, how and how many of those games since Game Seven have now been played with Pete DeBoer as the Vegas coach? <laughs> I think I think uh, only four of those were played with Pete. Uh, that, that's not possible because there were seven this season. <laughs> they were all with DeBoer. There's eleven games. Right, but there were seven in the, just this season alone. So because far. because in 2019, four of those games was before Pete DeBoer came in. Oh, I, I got. I thought you were saying only four of them have been played with Pete DeBoer. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I mean, four of the wins. I mean, yeah, four of the okay, wins okay. without Pete. Yeah. yeah. All right, so nine, nine games were with Pete, nine games without. Four games without, sorry. And, and the regular season, though, too, were 15-1-3 oh, against San Jose the regular right. season overall. It was 7-4, and four, Carlo. 7-4, and four, sorry. Math. I mean, it's math. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm already counting the, the one at the end because I'm, I, I, I'm anticipating. Yeah, I, I'm counting 12 total, and then I'm like, wait, no, that's, that doesn't work. Nine, nine and four still doesn't Yeah, I'm, well, sh- shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and one other little bit. In regular season games, at least, Vegas yeah, is yeah. 15, one, and three against oh, San Jose. Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly just, because, you know, the seven and oh from this year, but still. That's just a gaudy record, man, against San Jose. And speaking of like gaudy record, uh, Leonard only has is like uh, his record for in regular season with Vegas. He actually only has like one regulation loss. Yeah. And, like, two overtime losses slash shootout. But I think both of those are shootout losses. I think. 
Yeah, I think they were too. And then he won a shootout, which is awesome. So congrats for, to Leonard. I think that might have been the first shootout he's won ever. No, he, I think he's, he, he's won a few, but it's very rare. First one with Vegas, at least. Yeah, first one with Vegas, almost. Like, he's, he's statistically the worst shootout goalie in history. Oh, I, was, that, I was laughing, though. His last two shootouts maybe improved it above, but who knows, because he's only let in one out of his last six. Yeah, he saved all three uh, against San Jose. Yeah, yep. and and on top of that, like, so I, I'm on Twitter when Leonard's starting out the shootout, and I just see a tweet from Carlo, like, can we just get Subban back for, like, 10 <laughs> minutes? And then, um, and then I just had to reply, like, no. <laughs> we didn't need uh, to. Actually, well, Leonard, Leonard, one, one letter or one loss for Leonard was actually five to two against Arizona at the beginning of the year. Oh yeah. 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 That was the game. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so, one... um, it, it was pretty awesome though. During that, that, uh, record breaking game from Marlowe that at the end of the game, the entire golden Knights team st- st- um, stayed on the ice so that they could all shake his hand. I thought that yeah. was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Stick tap. I think, I think that game was the most, especially on social media and, and even in the teams was the most civil sharks nights yep. game I've seen. Like, uh, it was our, and, it was our fans that were being assholes. If anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there are some select few, but I think most yeah. like the, the majority was very, very appreciative of, uh, of Marlowe, to be honest with you. I think yeah, the majority, from what I heard, the most, most of the fans in the arena, were actually mm-hmm. giving him a standing ovation to do at the end, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, if if you don't and you're like actively like, hey, fuck Patrick Marlowe, you're the one that looks like an asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, like there are there were there were uh, a few tweets and stuff that I saw. I was like, I'm never gonna clap for a uh, a, a player wearing a shark's uniform or whatever. I mean, that's like I think that's just the minority. I don't think that's. Uh, a good representation of what how the the Knights fans were appreciative of Marlowe that day. I think that was just uh, an uh, an outlier, not the uh, not the majority, to be honest. Well, no, it's it's the same it's the same camp of people that still can't let it go that we that Pete DeBoer is the fucking coach. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's that same exact subset of quote unquote fans. And, and um, look at the organization did for Marlowe's family too. You know, gave him a sweet like it, it was awesome. I. I I, I don't I don't understand why somebody would let like it's one thing to be a rivalry it's another thing to just straight up hate somebody because yeah. they play for a team like it's just strange to me I guess it's it's to me like this rivalry I talk I talk a lot of shit about it I I, I, I say I hate them or whatever but it's just for you know a t- it's tongue-in-cheek and it's for fun and games you know? yeah, yeah. It, it, like, well that's the thing is that we understand it's a rivalry there's people out there on social media that you hear that like they actually want to see sharks players get physically injured and that's not they, yeah, yeah that's they, not they cool take it personally we take yeah. it personally and i, and I think it, it'll take it take, it's too much it's fine it, it for all of those people i hope that they have to get punched in the face by evander kane someday but to be honest, like, they, can, they can fans they want i'm not telling them what to think or what not to think because you know that different people are different but no just but don't I, be a fucking asshole yeah like. just don't be an asshole that's being an asshole is a choice <laughs> that's yeah. now granted though yesterday i was tweeting out that jamie ben needed to get his ass kicked because of what he did to dylan larkin in the last game i mean he literally in a face-off took his stick and rang it down on the back of larkin's neck and he's out now larkin's out the rest of the year so 
Yeah, well, I saw Jamie that. Ben also is in a bunch of hot water because he keeps liking ins- anti-trans Instagram posts. So fuck Jamie Ben. Yeah. Yeah. But going like, back to the Sharks Knights game, uh, that game though, because I feel like as much civility and and class the Knights showed that night, I feel like they 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 still put in a little jab on the Sharks by wearing those gaudy golden helmets. Because <laughs> they're stuck so, in every so, picture of Marlowe. Yeah, so every so every time you you see a replay of that game <laughs> or pictures of that game, you'll see those gaudy golden helmets, and I feel like that's a, just a little jab to the to to. To the memory of that night. Well, well and imagine Mark Stone, because all I can picture is Mark Stone going up to Marlo at the end and being like, hey, bud, we're really proud of you, but we're still not going to fucking just give you this win. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of a lot of Sharks fan, especially, it's like, oh, well, you just couldn't give Marlo that win or whatever. I'm like, it's a spirit. Of, there's there's a few, you know, things, points. It's, it's a spirit of competition. You just you're just not going to give it to him, at least make them compete and earn it. And Marlo Marlo wouldn't want it that way anyway. Exactly. Well, and when he had that breakaway in the in overtime, and and I'm like, you know what? If he if he has the game winning goal right here, I would not be. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad, but he had to he had to earn. Like you can't just you know give it to him. No, and and Leonard stonewalled him on that one. So like, but but yeah, I I saw it happening, and I'm like, all right. Well, if this is how it ends, I would actually be happy for Patrick Marlo. Um, but Vegas still. Just we're like, nope, nope. That's exactly. not and he had that shoot, and he had the shootout. Shootout. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Tuck's shootout goal there. Oh man. No, I mean Marlo was the first one to shoot the shootout, and he didn't make it. So yeah, that's another. And that's another one. He needs to earn it himself. And and then and then number two, Vegas is in a very tight competition with Colorado right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean I'm glad that they won, yeah. but like I wouldn't have been that mad if yeah. they lost in overtime. But I'm just saying that they can't just afford to. No give away games, games yeah. give away games just for gamesmanship or whatever. There, oh, yeah. if if this was that last Sharks game of the season and they were six points ahead of Colorado before, and they only have one yeah. game left, then fuck it, just give yeah, Patrick give that it. game. But sure. this one, no, no, definitely not. Exactly, um, not when there's still things to be determined. Mm-hmm. And Mark Stone with the two power play goals, like he he is was a man on a mission. He's like, all right, we need to stay in first place. <laughs> I'm just going to take over this game. <laughs> yep. And, and he did. The power play goals, he had, you know, some in each game against San Jose, and two of them were the exact same type that wrap around <laughs> like that. Not an exact, a true wrap around the goal, but against two different goalies. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, and it, like, I would have expected that. Like, he knows that Jones can't handle the wrap around, but then he did the same thing to the other dude. <laughs> yeah, I still cannot pronounce his name. Do not, I, I, I can't either. I am not even going to try. Uh, I'm 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 calling him like when we talk about him, I'm gonna call him baby goalie because he is <laughs> baby goalie. But little baby. Yeah, he's a little baby shark goalie. Um, but I thought he had a good game though against the Knights, is considering what he had to face. Marchi was just on one that night. What was that? Four point game. Four yeah, that point was game, a yeah. four point game. But it would have been like ten two if like baby goalie didn't really stand on his head that was not his fault the team the, the team in front of him was just that bad and what was going on with freaking brent burns just continuously fucking with max Pacioretty that whole game i think i think it goes a little bit a little bit of both i think after that one hit there was a one hit where he uh sort of borderline board border line boarding max Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty wasn't happy with that hit, so he went after Brent Burns, and I think the 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 feud 
started from there. Yeah, because then like literally ten like, minutes later, yeah, yeah, and and then ten minutes later, like Patches is trying to make a shot, and Brent Burns just comes up and cross checks him like way after the play. Yeah, and I was just like, what the hell is going on with this guy? Like he's not making smart choices for the Sharks. No, he, he, they just hit that nerve on Burns, and he just went full psycho there for a little bit. And I, I'm glad that he went that psycho and not the psycho that he did against the Minnesota Wild earlier this season, where he just deep their entire team. everybody, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he came right out of the box, and then there's a whistle, and he just beelined it right to Pacioretty. <laughs> yeah, he came out of the box, chased Pacioretty, make, taking a shot on goal, and then just freaking basically cross-checked him to the head. I uh, mean, you got to remember, this is still, like, as – as competition-wise, it's not a rivalry, but I think the players still don't like each other. Oh, no, they, they absolutely hate each other. Yeah, um, exactly. But on that note, did any does anybody know why, uh, and, and maybe it's just the, the way that COVID protocol is, but, like, the coaches didn't come out and shake Patrick Marlowe's hand. It's probably that. Yeah, that's what I would assume because I don't know the masks and all that, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Pete talked to Marlowe uh, after maybe during or some – time around the game because obviously he coached Marlo for a good number of years yeah that's what I was gonna say I'm like and and there's definitely no hard feelings like uh, from all the interviews like the the players in San Jose actually missed Pete DeBoer yeah I mean I remember that when they fired Pete a lot of sharks there's two factions of sharks fans where they wanted Pete at one was they wanted Pete out and the other uh, half was thought he was just a scapegoat and as you as you can tell i think he was the scapegoat. i think the problem was uh doug wilson and yeah absolutely the problem was the eric carlson contract and then yeah. pavelski go over it yeah uh, yeah letting go your captain they've they've changed captains so many times like they they just take it like marlo was their captain and thornton was their captain and then pavelski and now couture which couture i think Couture's not a very good captain no and and no Pete DeBoer has been pretty ruthless about ripping that C off of players after a while. Like if they're not playing like he expects or leading like he expects, that's what happened with Joe Thornton. He's like, no, you're, are you, I'm, I'm are giving you it sure, to Pavelski. Are you sure it's uh, Pete or Doug Wilson? Because I think that happened, bef- uh, happened before. Yeah, I'm thinking that the DeBoer. 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 No, but the, the Thornton-Pavelski one was DeBoer. Yeah, but but the but the Marlo uh, one no was it, before, so I have a feeling that it, it comes higher up. Yeah, it's well, I'm I'm sure there's it's a team discussion. Same thing with Mark Stone getting the C. I'm sure that wasn't just Pete DeBoer. That was probably McCrimmon and McPhee too. Yeah, but yeah, and I think Mar- like obviously we all know this may be a little biased, but Mark Stone is the perfect choice for the captain. Yeah, yeah. I so, I'm still really confused why we still have Marchie then. What do you mean? Remember oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It took me a while to get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Because that, that old Sinbin <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Marshy would want to trade out if uh, something. It's there is zero chance that, honestly, Marchy ever thought that he would ever want to be captain. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are, I can count like at least three or four that I'd take a captain over Marshy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would take, like, a guy like, you know, Alex Petrangelo or Max Pacioretty. Like, it's like, yeah. I don't know why. Riley it just seems like it makes sense. The four, the four players Smith. the four players I'd take over Marshy as captain is uh, uh, Riley Smith, Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, and uh, uh, Max Pacioretty. Yeah, uh, uh, Alec Martinez would be a fantastic captain if he still had more gas in his tank than a few years. Yeah. 
Uh, how old is he? He's like 32, right? No, he's like, thir- I think he's 34 or 35. Oh, okay. Or about to be 34, at least. Um, he's I'll probably got, that. you know, well, let's talk about that a little bit. And then we can go back to this second San Jose game, since I'll tell you kind of how the atmosphere was uh, since I got to go to that one. But Martinez, I, I know we've talked about this on Twitter a bit, and, and maybe even like for a few minutes in another podcast, but that would be a target to retain as a UFA, in my opinion. They should re-sign him now. He's 33. He's 33. Gotcha. I think it's still a few years. It's weird to me that like my age in the NHL is like considered kind of old. (laughs) Athletic wise. Yeah. Uh, And speaking of Martinez, like to your point, do Andrew, yeah, Martinez, I think is a number one priority for them to take a comeback. Vegas only is in cap trouble, quote unquote, right now, but they are in a good position where they only, there's only two unrestricted, unrestricted free agents they need to sign. Yeah, it, the only way he gets re-signed, though, is if he agrees to a lower salary. Yeah, I it's think, the only one. I and think I, it's I, possible. I, I think it's possible, but I also could see somebody offering him, like, three years, five million, though, too. Ugh, that would suck for us, because I, I, I really want to see him, like, on a three-by-three three by three or two-by-three or even a – yeah, probably that would make sense. Yeah, because here's I, – I think – also, Martinez wanting to stay with Vegas could be a um, a, a a a a selling point. Yeah, and and he stay here, and he kept his offseason house in in LA, I believe. So yeah. I, I don't I don't yeah. think he wants to move outside of this region when he's still only a, a short flight or drive away from his like exactly. Major yeah, I wouldn't see. I, I but I could still see somebody offering him. Doesn't mean they'll necessarily I mean, take it, they, but. If they let it get to that point, because you know we have signing rights. Yeah, yeah. That's why I just I really want them to handle that like now, basically. Exactly. Well, and it's it's because we it's flat cap, and they have to sign Nosek, and I think unfortunately Nosek is gonna do, need a, a a raise, and it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. for us to keep Nosek if you want to keep Martinez. I, and, I don't know though. Again, like with the flat cap. I don't know that players are going to take as much of a risk trying to go somewhere else. Um, but but like if thing. he can get 1.5 up from 1.25, then he'd probably stay. But here's my thing about Nosek, though. Losing Nosek doesn't hurt as much for me because we do have players to replace him. Oh, yeah. I mean, next next season, who's ready for the NHL, you think? Dugan could I mean, maybe be in there. I mean, Glass is still available. We still have Glass. Krebs – well – no mistake, it's a center. We need to replace the center. So there's a few. Yeah. Like there's Glass. There's um and there's Krebs, obviously. And then also Walk can take that spot. Uh, and then uh, Elvinus can play center. Dugan is a winger, so it, it it's it's a different kind of situation for Dugan. Yeah. And right way. now, our projected cap space so far for next year, before any bonuses that are hit this year, is just under six point one million. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's pretty some decent amount of money. And remember, also Janmark, we might we might bring back too. We can yep. bring back Janmark. He's too. he's just fit in perfect with this team's like structure. I I think it would be stupid to not give him a look at at the very least. I was how much is he his total contract? Two point two five. Two point two five. Do you think he's gonna keep that or is he gonna get a small? Uh, like his price is going to go down a little bit. I think it. I think his his range would be about two. 
Yeah, because if he's point uh two point two five again, I don't know if I want to take him. No, but if you could get him and Martinez for five total, I would. I would not and, be that upset. And his, his goal total this year combined is higher than it was with Dallas, but his points totals right now is right around the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mark. Yeah, because in a he short had a, season. Yeah, he had a really really good start for. Uh, for, uh, for Chicago. Chicago, and he, he played in an elevated role. I think he played on their top six. Yep. Yeah. And right now he's playing in our top six with Riley Smith out. He's playing with Marshy and Carlson. Yeah. Uh, they kept talking the third line, in which I think is fine. I don't think uh, with Tuck having to play third line competition, I think, benefits him, to be honest with you. And well, yeah, he, just minutes goes, he just freaking takes off and nobody can catch him because it's all a bunch of top bottom yeah. six players. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to see what Tuck can do uh, with Krebs on the oh. other wing or in the center. Oh, um, and speaking of Krebs, uh, his last game in W uh, in the WHL is this Tuesday. Yep. He season is. They're not playing playoffs for him. Mm-hmm. They're no, yeah, there's no he'll, playoffs be, in he'll be in the yep. AHL for a little while, and then he might even be on the bench at the very worst for playoffs for Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, because AHL there's no playoffs either. Everybody's gonna be on the uh, on the. Uh, Holy shit! Oh, I didn't know they weren't gonna do playoffs in the no. AHL. I didn't know that. They're just doing. Uh, they're just doing. Um, uh, what's it called? A championship for the division, which I was thinking Bakersfield is catching up to Henderson. Yeah, so we, they've been on a little slump here. Yeah, they there. lost like four in a row for the first like first time ever. I feel like you you said all those nice things about Logan Thompson and it jinxed him. Yeah, he got hurt, and um, I still think he, he deserves a lot of the awards uh, for Logan mm-hmm. Thompson. So, uh, I don't know what to talk about this offseason because we, we there's still this season is very intense, especially our race with Colorado, man. And this, yeah. this game on Wednesday is going to be huge. I, I, I'm just very, very curious to see how things shake up once there's no cap issues when they can actually like you know, enter the playoffs and just do whatever the fuck they want with their roster. Things are going to get real interesting here in Vegas. Cause it, it not like, you're not going to see like the Tampa Bay thing with like Nikita Kucherov just showing up for a $10 million contract, but you're going to, we're going to get flooded with healthy scratches that we could maybe use. I mean, like I was thinking about this, I posted on Twitter earlier or this morning. Um, Vegas has not run like a 23 man roster this entire season. I don't yeah. think there's been one day, one single day of running all 23 active on roster, which means that during the playoffs, they can actually do that, which means that like, holy crap, they're going to have so much depth compared to what they have right now. I mean, to that point, they even played with like, what, an 18 man roster at some point of the season. I mean, last and night like, they played with like, after the, after the two injuries on the ice or whatever, they were down yeah, to well, nine. They, they had one entire game like that. Uh, two. Yeah, no second, no second. Wall was out. Yeah, it was it was nine forwards, seven D last night, and with Coglin playing on both. <laughs> yeah, and 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 here here's the thing about uh, this win streak that we didn't mention is a lot. Some of these games is Vegas playing under map. They they it's haven't the played one. a full roster like this entire nine game stretch. I mean, no. I mean those three those three healthy scratch players are really kind of like and because we do have the toxic squad and that kind of counts as our healthy scratches anyways. Yeah, yeah. But they so don't actually don't, play those players. They're just like yeah, we'll go with like eight. I mean, Holden, I mean Holden, Holden's there. I mean, I I think those the effect of the cap is just those games we played 
undermanned. And to that point, a lot of people are bringing up our record against Minnesota, and people forget that two of those games, Vegas were playing undermanned. Yeah, one of didn't they play one of those games five D and one of them eleven forwards? Yeah. No, they, yeah. they they were one of those games. They only played nineteen players. They they were yep. missing yeah. one player. Yeah. Oh no. Two I think two players. I think they, they were missing. They were down two players. I think I remember uh, they only had what the Colasar line, where it's just Colasar. Yeah, oh, that's right. Everything's all Colasar. Yep, that's exactly what. Yeah, it was. I remember now, that. Yeah, they were down two you players. Guys to see what happened to Wah. I didn't see anything. No, but he didn't. He barely played in the third. Yeah. So uh, I knew he got I, hurt, but I just didn't see what happened. I saw what happened to Nosek, but I didn't see what happened to Wah. With with I think I think Reeves is still in LTIR, correct? Yeah. So with that, I think uh, it's possible to bring up on Wednesday uh, to bring up uh, a few players to because this Wednesday's big. I don't want to play under man against Colorado. They no, need to figure no. this shit out. Uh, I don't even I I don't even feel comfortable playing Coglin as forward. No, against Colorado. I, I don't even feel comfortable playing Coglin as a defenseman against Colorado. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have that than him playing. Like, right, right. But if know, it was a choice between Coglin playing like, forward, Coglin playing defense, or yeah. like Holden playing defense, I might pick Holden. <laughs> it, that's true. That's they true. would have to bring somebody up because you know our entire taxi squad is dance and then three left defensemen. <laughs> yeah, they they did just like I said, Krebs is gonna be um done on the tw- the day before that game but i'm not saying that no they're not gonna it's, it's gonna i'm not saying it's gonna be krebs but they can put krebs in the ahl and bring up a few people uh i can see uh they're gonna probably gonna br- bring up yurko back again maybe uh maybe they're gonna uh, since they gave uh sakura a shot they're probably uh, see if they can give uh, uh Regan a shot maybe finally dugan or elvaness but it's it's but I ain't gonna be glass. <laughs> oh yeah, glass. Oh my god, glass. Obviously, if Nosa can't play, I I, I can see. Yeah, that. yeah. Glass. I I don't know why glass slipped my head, but I think glass is the first one up, especially if Nosa can't go. He's the first center up. You were just looking through glass. Yeah. <laughs> through the looking glass. Through the looking glass. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I would I would rather have glass come up and then. I still would like to see one of those guys down there get a chance though before the end of the season. I want to see Dugan. I I think he I think he would be obnoxious to play against at Dude, the NHL level. People think that like somebody uh, a lot of teams hate Vegas because they have annoying players like Marshy and stuff. Yeah, and Dugan's wait, like just as bad. <laughs> wait till you see Dugan. Uh, and Lecision. Dugan and Lecision. Listen only I I I didn't realize how how much of a pest decision is, and then and then Krebs with his with his freaking commentary too. Like, <laughs> I mean, Krebs is not that bad. I think he, that's just like normal hockey talk. I know, but it's just funny at the world juniors level to hear him like, 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 like yeah. "fuck you, little bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Krebs is not considered a pest. But yeah, decision and Dugan is 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 entertaining to watch, to say the least. I I'm think decision even more. Holy shit, dude. I still think that the NHL has such a huge lost revenue opportunity of like having people sign off. Yes, I'm an adult and I will I will accept yeah. the disclaimer to pay for hot mics to just I hear all the terrible agree. shit these people are saying to each other. This was yeah. like in the game yesterday where uh, I was pretty sure it was Marshy's. Like, that's that was a Marshy. fucking hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Don't yeah. waste my time. It was, my, it was a fucking hook. Don't waste my time. 
<laughs> dog is ugly. <laughs> yeah. Because that was obviously a hug against Carlson. I oh, God. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this season, like, I don't uh, – they just – they've missed more calls this season than I feel like in the past. It, like, I th- it, it's blatant. I, th- I think it's just um, recency bias because once you – a lot of people don't remember past – because it's the same last year. It was like, oh, officiating is bad, blah, blah, blah. And I hear Abe, while, yep, I'm with you Carl. About, you forget about it in, in this season. Because, like, oh, this is the worst. It happens every year, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just, true. Yeah. It, it's just somebody got caught make, on their makeup calls this year. And it's just <laughs> oh, with yeah. technology today, you got more eyes, more cameras on every little thing you see. and, and the, Yeah, especially instant replay. Like, if you, you see the minute details, like, uh, when at first it's like, oh, that's a clean hit. And you see the and you see the replay, it's like, oh, it's actually, it's not a clean hit. And you complain with, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. like, in real time, it's really hard for the refs to see that. Listening, about, yeah, yeah. yeah, listening to NHL Network Radio Friday morning or on my way home from work Friday, uh, they were interviewing a former player. It's like, it's like, yeah, you know, in the heat of the moment, players are, you know, or even me, I would complain to a ref. And then I sit in the box and look up the jumbotron. It's like, oh, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the one that bothered me, so I, I was at the Wednesday San Jose game where Vegas won 5-2. Um, one, that, that thing we were talking about with, with uh, Burns hitting Pacioretty after Burns immediately got out of the box and then just went up and cross-checked him after the whistle, that was ridiculous that they didn't call it there again yeah like uh, i'm like all the refs clearly saw it the entire crowd clearly saw it and started booing like everybody was pissed that they didn't call it there um because it it was just ridiculous like burns was clearly had a stick up his ass at that point and that's the kind of shit you should be called for roughing or something and to to the opposite extent uh i remember the cane uh the cane hit on martinez when you uh, at first sight you saw it was a dirty hit uh, it was like an elbow, blah blah blah, and like, and then I remember Kane got crowded by three Knights players, and a lot of Knights fans like, oh, that was a like on Twitter, that was like a dirty hit. He should get, get a penalty for that. And after replay, you actually see that it was a it was a clean cleaner hit than yeah, yeah. Saw and and uh, people still upset. Like, it's it's that kind of thing where it's bang it's a bang bang play, and like you can't really like a lot of refs see it, and you know. Yeah, no, I, I just – I want them to at least call the egregious ones, like, you know, Burns charging yeah. at Pacioretty for, like, after he just got off a penalty for hitting Pacioretty. It doesn't help, though, when sometimes the players overreact as well, too. Yeah. Um, the hits – I mean, hits that are completely clean, and then they want to go out and beat the crap out of the guy who laid on the hit. Yeah. And then you see the replays, like, dude, there was nothing wrong with that hit. And speaking of overreacting, what about the Timo Meyer overreaction about getting tapped in the shoulder by Theodore? <laughs> I, I wasn't on Twitter. I was I was at that. Oh, uh, dude! Oh, I gotta show that to you because uh, that was a total dive. It's it's dive one hundred and one. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I remember now. Yes, I'm surprised he didn't get embellishment for that. It's literally Theodore just tapped him in the shoulder, and he acted like he got shot in the head by a sniper. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I did, remember now. Did they call was, a pe- penalty on it though? Yeah, they, they called a penalty on Theodore. <laughs> oh, I do remember that one. I yeah. was like, I, I remember standing there. And I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" Like, and it, it, and it's it, funny that was because that that was uh, when it was a uh, five on three. That was the Sharks five on three. Because that's right. That's right. I, I remember. Now. No, no, no. Five on four on three. Because I remember a few moments, uh, a few like moments before that. 
a lot of the Sharks fans on Reddit was complaining that Pacioretty dove on that hit on Burns, saying that uh, Pacioretty just like, oh, folded like a folding chair, blah, 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 even though it was obviously Burns hit him. Yeah, but he, to be fair, Pacioretty. he did fold like a folding chair, but it was because he, he, like, like, he was upside down he against was the boards. <laughs> exactly. So people were saying like, Pacioretty dove, and then a few moments later, you see that thing with Timo, and all the Sharks fans on Reddit were just quiet about that. <laughs> It was such an obvious dive. It's hilarious. Uh, Well, what about the penalty on Tuck? Not that game, but one of the previous games where he just kind of waved at his stick at somebody. He was like five feet away. Oh, he got a slash. Oh, yeah. That was... That wasn't a dive on the Sharks player. No, was it wasn't just, a dive. That it's, was just the ref being dumb. Yeah, it was just yeah, like, terrible. No, I wasn't saying it was a dive. I was just yeah. saying that was just a terrible call. Yeah, was, like, the, the the Knights were winning, like, what, five something? I think that was against L.A., right? I think that was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. against L.A. last week. Yeah, they were winning by a lot. So Tuck was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The, I, I will give San Jose a lot of credit. That Tomas Hurdle goal on Wednesday – Oh, this snipe, yes. That top shelf snipe was just that that was just impressive. Like he, he, I don't I don't know any goalie that could have like saved that one. That was nuts. Yeah. Even, it was like even, between behind the back of the head over the shoulder in that little spot, like mm-hmm. like between the top of the net and the head. We get he it. Do that twice if you tried. We get it. I know your love affair with Thomas Hurdle. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I I will not stop wanting him between stone and patches. It would be amazing. <laughs> that's probably that's probably not going to happen because of out of all the I can still dream though because imagine yeah. how good that line would be. It would that, be one of the best in the NHL. You know you know you know what'd be better than Thomas Hurdle between them, Jack Eichel, or Patrice Bergeron, <laughs> or yeah, or oh, yeah, uh, Bergeron. Or... I mean Bergeron is a I mean Bergeron's a little bit up there in age, so yeah. But but imagine like Selkie Bergeron with Selkie Stone, it would be insane. It's true. That's true. They would just own the sheet of ice. Patches could just set in front of the net and say, "Hey, you guys go take care of the defense. I'll be right here." Yeah, yeah. He'd be, yeah. He'd be like, "Now Patches. I know what Obi likes about this office." Yeah, <laughs> Patches, no, Patches is just gonna sit on the other team's blue line and then the other <laughs> dump it in four on five. Just <laughs> cherry pick the whole game. Just play four on five. You'll be fine. I trust just you. Just dump it in, and yeah. it just randomly goes in every time. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he's sitting like when they're playing defense. Patches is on the other blue line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just cherry picking. He's like, just waiting. The de- the defense is playing four on five and waiting for them to like get the puck back. And just <laughs> I mean, if it was if it was Bergeron as as the other uh, the the other lion mate, you might be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. It's just imagine. Okay, so Pat, you keep Patches over there, and then you put Stone, Bergeron, Theodore, and Petro. <laughs> just stretch past the Patches every time, dude. Like speaking of Theodore, I, I love how you mentioned Theodore as one of those better defensemen because here's the thing. I think Theodore has been really good defensively this season. Not this great. This season, yes. A lot of people think he's bad. Uh, I, you, look at all of his stats combined, and he can't be bad. Like here's, He's what, second in points now for defensemen? Fourth. He's fourth. Fourth? Okay. I thought he's I heard second, second. He's second in plus minus under under. That, um, okay, even. okay. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. His, I think he's second in points per game. But, uh, no, he's tied with... Uh, Adam Fox for second for points a game. Makar has the highest points per game, but he only played like 33 games. He has the least. Yeah, games. and and he's actually tied with like in actual points but, with I think John Carlson. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people, especially people who criticize Pet- Petro and Theodore's 
defensive play this season. And I've seen a lot of fans saying that uh, saying this. They always bring up what they when they me- mess up when they mm-hmm. make a bad turnover or make uh, a bad pinch or whatever. Yeah, but it's but like they, they always ignore when they have really good plays, which is more often than their mistakes. And yeah. And they have, especially Petro. Petro, a huge, it's a huge target this season because number one, he had a really bad start uh, of the season, and his contract. And Petro, and because people are obsessed with Nashville. Yeah, and Nashville's yeah. having a terrible right. season. I don't think Petro's playing at eight point eight level. To be honest with you, a lot when people say he's not worth the contract, I agree to to an extent. But I still think he's playing at a very very high level at about maybe if I if I'd put a price to it uh, around a seven million to like seven point five million dollar. Well, let's, I, I can't remember. I think it was Monday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of towards the end, and somebody from San Jose was rushing on. Uh, on down on Leonard mm-hmm. and it was only Petro back and he made this tremendous stick block and he oh, sold it the yeah yeah and yeah. it's like that's what you pay for yeah and people don't talk about that people just talk about when he he makes mm-hmm. a bad pinch especially that I remember that one game where there was a breakaway that cost a goal where oh it was a four on one with the four on one yeah. yeah and people Hundred percent blame Petro for that because of his bad pitch, even though Riley Smith had a, a, a lot to do with it too, with this really bad pass that went through Petro's skates and bounced off him. That allowed the four and one. And then he dove. Yeah, and he dove, which he got pushed by Marsha so from behind. It's it's I I think a lot of fans are unfair on Petro. I under I I I agree with him. He's not playing at eight point eight standards, but he is not. A liability. Well, was Max Pacioretty his first year here playing at a six or seven million dollar no. standard? No, he was nope, not. not good. He was a minus thirteen. He had yeah. like like twenty goals in eighty games, and then this season he's like over a point a game player and like literally top ten in goals. So, not, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't guarantee that any player is going to be good with a new franchise the first year they're with a franchise. But let's talk about wins above replacement. Petro versus Schmidt. I bet you right now Vegas would be in second or third place today if Schmidt were on the team instead of Petrangelo. I'm not going to disagree there. Not going to disagree. And people are pointing out that Petro is not doesn't have a lot of points, which he never he was never a offensive juggernaut that people think he's like a point five six points per game player. Yeah, right now he's he's at point five right now. He is sixteen at thirty two games. So and I know I mentioned it a few weeks ago that there's only been twenty three defensemen in the history of the game that have been a point a game player in the NHL for defensemen. Like on average throughout their career, right? Right. No, I mean in a season. In a season. Twenty three players have done it. Now some of those players have done it multiple times like Bobby Orr and Paul Carlson. And Eric Carlson. Carlson's done it once. Yeah, Eric Carlson done it once. And that's when he won his – I think that was his first or second Norris. I can't remember. Yeah, Shane Theodore is going to do it this season, isn't he? No, he, who is, he's a little under. He's He has 40 points at 44 games. He's oh, a little under 40. <laughs> Hell, I, I there's, think, only one, there's only one defenseman right now with a point per game. And like I said, yeah, I think Nick Lidstrom only did it twice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know – but yeah, people people don't get that. They they see that Mark Stone has like 1.6 points per game, and are like every defenseman should have 1.6 points per game. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, defensemen, and they're if they're doing their job, 
the way they're supposed to. They're generally not going to get those things noticed. That's mm-hmm. why, like Carla, you said, people bitch and complain when they make a mistake or cheer when they do something great. Yeah. And I remember when I said that, I remember early in the season, this is exactly why Petro ha- is getting targeted. Because I remember he was a negative at, at the early this season, right? I remember he he had like, he was one of the few players that was a negative in plus minus. I know plus minus is a very taboo stat, but it's, it's still, you can still uh, see some, it's not, it's not a perfect stat, but there's, you can still take some out of it. Well, yeah. If you're really positive or really negative, then, then there's assumptions you can make. If you're like plus or minus one or two, then it's like, okay, I have no idea what this means. Yeah. Cause I remember he, uh, he was negative early in the season and that's when he got started. Now he's at plus 17. Yeah. Uh, He, he really picked up his, uh, his pace. I thought before. Uh, I remember when he first the 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 COVID thing before he got hit with COVID. I remember he was playing really well. He yep. started picking it up and he got hit by COVID. He came back. He started slow again and then he started to pick it up again, playing really well. And then he got hurt. Yep. And, and yep, then exactly. and then he had to he had to reboot and restart again. And now I think I think the past few games Petro has been uh, played really well. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he had a two-point game yesterday against Anaheim. Um, yeah. And so, and then he didn't have points in some of the last few games. Um, he, he had a couple goals against Anaheim in LA, like, la- a couple weeks ago. But he, he didn't really have that many points in, like, a few of these games. But you could tell, like like Dave was saying, on that two-on-one with, with, I think it was San Jose, like, he did his job. And it, yeah. it's not on the score sheet, but he did his job because it's yeah. not that goal against isn't on the score sheet either, like. Yeah, I, I tweeted that out, and I think I, I didn't even get a response on that, of course. Of course not, because it's not controversial enough. You're not saying that he needs to get traded. I, it's, 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 it's funny how Petro is the target this season. Like, normally, if Petro wasn't here, I bet you McNabb's the target. And I think McNabb's played, uh, has played well. <laughs> yeah, McNabb's been fine this season. It's, it's like not pairing Schmidt with McNabb made McNabb yeah. better. Because like we said a couple weeks ago, it's very clear to me now that McNabb was covering for Schmidt's uh, Schmidt. shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And and they actually switch up the pairs because Petros with Martinez now and McNabb's with Theodore. And I think I think that's a much better pairing, to be honest with you. Well, and guess guess who why and that's probably why Martinez now has the highest plus minus on the team. Because he's playing with Petro now. <laughs> no, uh, well, I think it's a little bit of both because uh he and was still the highest. I, I think he no he was he was still the highest plus minus when he was playing Theodore Martinez was just highest plus minus like the whole season I think but I think it's a better matchup because if, when you think about it uh, Theodore is higher offensive upside uh, than than Petro so you pair him with your highest defensive upside defenseman which is McNabb uh, and then both Martinez and uh, Petro are both balanced two way defensemen and I think they balance each other out. Well, I, think, I wonder, I I wonder how GMs and scouts on this specific team figure out that there's certain players out there that stats are terrible because the team is terrible. But like even somebody like Chandler Stevenson, right? I mean, we, we just saw him hit a career high in goals. And last year he had a career high in points with only two in, in both sample sizes are half of a real regular season. So like what what is this team doing right when it comes to scouting for trades? Um, like Martinez and Stevenson and people like that. 
I just I don't I don't understand why this team does that so well, and it's very clearly better than other it's teams out there. Scouts that completely understand the team's philosophy and the team's system, and then they watch for patterns of what those players do and see if it actually fits what you know DeBoer wants or what McPhee or McCremen want in their system and how they play. Well, it's, like, it's like every time that they gain one of these players too, they get better at playing that team. Like Martinez, like before we had Martinez, I feel like Vegas would only win like one out of every four Kings games. And then this season it's been pretty good. Well, you got to throw it a fact too, that the Kings are not very good. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the thing. <laughs> but think about last season though. Last season, the Kings were also really bad. And how yeah, many times did they beat Vegas? I think they were. Oh, I think he, the Kings were three and one against Vegas last yeah. season. I think yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, ever since they got Martinez, Vegas has been better against the Kings. So uh, honestly, have we completely blown out LA in the game that, this year? Uh, there was a five-one or five-two game. Yeah, there yeah. might have been yeah one, but yeah. most a lot of them still been kind of competitive. Especially oh, that, that the one game where Quick got pulled early. But. Yeah, the dumping. Oh, Quick got pulled quickly. <laughs> God damn it, Carla. Um. And to uh, I I don't know how to answer that question though, Andrew, is because there's a lot. Basically, there's smart, way smarter people than we are working for the Golden Knights. That's they, they and and they know more about the game than we do by a yeah. billion times, and that's how this is happening. They've lived it, they've experienced it, yeah. they've played it, they've coached it, they and. There's an interesting stat. I uh, I think as I heard, I think I heard it from Gary a few a uh, few days ago, where Stevenson finally hit the uh, hit the 82 games mark for Vegas, uh, games played for Vegas, and he has like 56 points or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you combine last yeah. season with this season, he basically has a full regular season worth yeah. of games, and yeah, he's really and doing really well. 56 points is really good. Especially for what is getting paid right now, especially what was expected to be a fourth line bottom six player for a fifth round pick. For a fifth yeah, but imagine imagine him right now. He's like, "Fuck, I should have asked for more money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in hindsight, he yeah, but like, he didn't oh. he didn't really he didn't really um, uh, have leverage that much. His, his agent he has a sh- probably a pretty shitty agent then though because and, like that agent should ask for a bridge deal like like Carlson got that one year. Got a two-year well, deal instead of a four-year deal. The difference, the difference, though, Andrew, is that Carlson scored forty-three goals. Right, right. <laughs> but but if you're Chandler Stevenson and you're trending upwards with your your point counts, your goals, your assists, everything, all your stats are trending up. Wouldn't you want your agent to go for like a one or two-year deal so that you could then have another couple years of making even more money instead there's, of four in a row? There's a few factors with that. One, yeah. I think one of it was the the uncertainty of the cap in the COVID. Year. Yeah, that's fair. And they wanted like a, a more security kind of stuff. I think that has to, something has to do with it. And also kind of, I feel like he wanted to stay in Vegas and he knows the cap situation that Vegas yep. had at the yeah. time. There was no room to sign those big of a contract. I understand the, the, yeah. I understand the, the, the length is a little bit longer. Was it four years? Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on in those meetings. I don't know uh, what happened, but I, that's just my specu- uh, speculation, to be honest with you. There's and- something to be said for not wanting to leave a franchise or leave a city or leave an area. Yeah, and you just want to settle down in an area. 
and and Dave to answer your question, if there's any blowout games against the Kings, well, uh, the first game against the Kings was five two. They've uh, all been blowouts, kind of. And there's only like a few so, that's not. I'm assuming a, a, one of those goals was an empty net. Yeah, it's still yeah five two four two four one. None of those goals were an empty net. Yeah. And not okay. Um, four one. Six, uh, four, two, six, two, uh, six, two. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that a lot game, of the wins are, yeah. That, that first five, I two game was the, the five, two nine. goal difference. I wouldn't call a blowout, but yeah, three, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, the last one was the blowout though. The last one was six, two. <laughs> yeah. And the, the first game was five, two. So I take that. And the first game Vegas was leading five, zero into the third. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a few. So the, the the it's and the two losses we had against LA was against uh, Mr. Peter, uh, Peterson too, and we finally solved them because yep. for some reason he played really good against us. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting to uh, to see that team in a couple of years though. I mean, they've drafted really well. They're going to be scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought since Eric is not here, I thought I'd do the fact checking. Wait, someone had to do it. <laughs> well, we all kind of actually done that today. So to yeah. look- we all, we're all chipping <laughs> in, Eric. If you're we're all chipping um, in. So well, speaking of teams that, you know, are going to be good in the future, but are complete shit right now. Talk about poor John Gibson. Oh my God. So what do you guys think happens to John Gibson? Do you think the team gets back to like being a playoff contender again by the time that John Gibson's still there? Or does he demand a trade and go to a cup contender? I, if I was him, I would want to go to somewhere where he could win. I would have done that years ago as him, though. <laughs> it's it's so hard to watch him because I, you can tell there was a gif where he threw the stick up in the air and you can just like, you can just. But he's see just like stuff. fuck this game. Like you can just tell his frustration. It's it's not even just fuck this game, dude. It's and just, he signed for seven season. more years. It's it's really tough. I feel bad for him because he. Especially at the start of the season, the beginning, he works so hard. And it's, it's every so year he tries good. so hard. Yeah, like, it's so good. But after a while, the toll just gets him later in the season when, when they're about to get eliminated. I think they can get eliminated today. I think there's a scenario where they get eliminated yep. today. And, and you, you tried so hard. You're so good. And this you get this every year. And I just feel so bad for him, man. And the thing is, his contract's not – he's making 6.4. Yeah, there's teams out there that can afford his contract. And seven more years. Florida Panthers should have got him instead of Bobrovsky. <laughs> yeah, of course, somebody's if somebody's going to pony up and trade for him, they're going to have to pony up quite a bit to get him out of Anaheim. Oh yeah, two first prospects. Like, I mean, it depends. It depends if they uh, if they still have Bob Bob Murray, they'll probably give you Theodore to take his contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, given what Detroit got got for Mantha, uh, yeah. a first a second. Verana and Panic. I mean, Gibson would be worth more than that. Gibson, Gibson would be so freaking smart to demand a trade before this expansion draft. Maybe during expansion draft. Or during the expansion draft. Has to go to yeah. Seattle. I don't know. But like he probably saw what happened with Flurry and is like, oh shit, maybe I could go to Seattle and they'd be good. I th- I think Holtby is gonna be there, Flurry. Oh god. He's but yeah, he's not going to be like Flurry. I'm just saying it's their 
they're gonna if if Seattle is trying to imitate Vegas and what they do, they're gonna try to get like Colby to be their flurry or something. I thought I they were. See I, that. I thought they would try to grab Matt Murray from Ottawa now. No, <laughs> there's something um, I'll talk well in the NHL lineup about Holtby as well too. So, yeah, but going back to uh, Anaheim, uh, it's it's funny because last night Anaheim and Vegas. Both play their minor league and the NHL team both both play it to, uh, together, which I forgot I forgot what was happening. Um, <laughs> I thought it was I, I thought it was at seven, um, but the 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 goals really demolished uh, the uh, the the Silver Knights because a lot of the the good prospect Anaheim West like Zegers and stuff was playing for playing for uh the san diego that night yeah, the, their ahl team is probably closer to being an nhl team aside from their goaltenders than the actual ducks are <laughs> yeah they have some really good players uh down there too well so. I, I i'm sure whoever they had as their backup was better than henderson's backup though i mean i mean he's Patera, old. actually patera had a pretty decent game it uh they had well, a game i mean that backup won last night's Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Isn't that the goalie, goalie coach? coach? The goalie coach. Freddie Bath, right? <laughs> yep, yeah. he was the goalie coach. Yeah. They're going to have to get uh, Fergie back up because I don't know what's going on with uh, Logan Thompson. Uh, there's a game tonight, which I I won't be able to watch. So, oof. Is, uh, is, is, so Thompson's hurt then? Yeah, uh, yeah. He couldn't play last game, yeah. Gotcha. Did All right, so. Uh, what happened to so, him? I don't know. I, I missed I missed the start of the game. <laughs> no, well, no, I thought it. I know that, but I Before, thought it happened in the I, I gotta, game. I gotta look it up, and I'll probably tweet it out. Uh, I I don't know. I didn't because the Cause night's he didn't game start was going, the game. Yeah, the night's game was going, and then I, I did. Yeah. So yeah, so let's uh let's move on. Um, so we got Colorado. We talked about is coming up this week. Uh, Arizona is also Friday and Saturday. Uh, we're obviously a little more concerned about Colorado than Arizona, who may or may not even be the fourth spot in the playoffs. Um, yeah, so the Arizona is fighting for their playoff spot. Colorado so if Arizona only played St. Louis like for the last 10 games, then Arizona would win the playoff spot. <laughs> my my dream scenario is Colorado plays Minnesota in the first round, and we get the Desert Series uh, against Arizona. Yeah, first, uh, I mean, I would, I, would, I would prefer Arizona or St. Louis – to Colorado, or Minnesota. well, Minnesota, because I don't think we're going to play Colorado in the first round. I think that's, I think it's between Colorado and Vegas for the first one. In yeah, the, I think one we're either going to play Minnesota, Arizona, or St. Louis, but I would yeah. prefer Arizona than St. Louis. Oh, there, yeah. there's no way that St. Louis. I mean, Minnesota is pretty much it, the top three are pretty much locked. I mean, yeah. Minnesota yeah, oh, has I mean, 65 points, and St. Louis is currently fourth. They have 46. There's yeah. a 19 point difference. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Vegas stays in first, then I would rather that they play Arizona than St. Louis. Yeah. But then I would much rather see Vegas still be in first and play St. Louis over dropping to second and having to play Minnesota. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there are three spots clinched in the play. Who there's three teams that clinch the playoffs right now. All of them in the West: uh, Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota. That's because the bottom three teams or four teams are so that bad. Like, no, it's it's because nobody was at four spot. Like there's there were like four teams that was competing for that four spot. They kept losing this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it was it was weird. 
they just nobody wanted it. No, because they say who they have to play in the first round. They're like, hey, let's just try next year. This is not. Yeah, like, the last the last ten for San Jose one eight and one Arizona three and seven St. Louis <laughs> four and six. But like, think about it. Like, if you're any of those three teams and you see how well Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota are playing, you're probably like, do we really want to extend this season just to get our heads caved in so horribly? Like, like the gap. I, I so. I think there's one and two. We know that. There's Vegas and Colorado. I think there's a gap. A small Minnesota. gap. Yeah. And then Minnesota's there. And then there's a huge Grand Canyon hole. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, the, the other, the, the five. The five. Minnesota's we, won seven or oh, They're only one point behind Colorado. We predicted Even Colorado this, has the games in hand. Yeah. We predicted this at the start of at the preseason about the three teams at the top. We just got the third team Minnesota, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we just yep. – we just got the third team wrong. That's because we, we all we, we were didn't all believe biased. in Talbot. Yeah, we did not believe in Talbot. And that, we were all, and, go ahead. We we're all just biased because we knew Vegas plays terribly against Minnesota and didn't want them to be a part of it. Yeah, that and we didn't know about uh, uh, Kaprizov. Exactly. Oh yeah, he is. Kaprizov. If he doesn't win the the Calder Trophy, I'll be upset. They're, well, they're, uh, there's a player Dallas. The yeah. can't remember his last name. Also, Robinson. He's, he's Robinson. Rack, Robinson. Yes, Robinson. He has really racked up the points the last month or so. Here's, yeah, here, fuck that team. Look at where they're sitting. Here's here's my here's my uh, argument with that though, because I uh, because I feel like Kaprizov is drives his team way more than yes. what Ro- I think. Uh, Robertson is just a, a passenger in that team. Well, Kaprizov is the driver of that. I yes, I can agree with that. Yeah, and then will Dallas even make playoffs? Uh, yeah, that's my a, guess that's would be question. yes. I mean, they got two games in hand on Nashville, and they're only two points behind. Yeah, yeah. they're they're starting to get healthy. I think they're getting uh, they're getting shit. What is his name? Oh, crap. And Dallas is seven one and two in their last. Uh, Rajulov. Uh, Rajulov. Yeah, I think they're getting Rajulov back soon. Oh shit! Well, I don't want to play them again. <laughs> uh, hope I don't. I don't think we will because we. Uh, it's gonna be. I think we're either gonna play uh, the Eastern team or or the the Canadian team. Yeah, I don't know how it works at that level of seeding. It's, it's reseeding. Uh, yeah, Re- the it's final reseeding. four will be reseeded. Yeah, and right now, uh, Carolina and Vegas and Colorado are the top. Oh yeah, three, three yeah. teams. Okay. And, no, it's Carolina, uh, and, Florida, and Vegas are right now the top. Yeah, Car- right. Car- and and Tampa. I think those are the top five. So if we, uh, Washington, Washington has more points than Tampa. Yeah, dude, Tampa. Oh, yeah, Tampa, yeah, okay. Tampa had a losing streak. They they lost like two or three in a row. Um, so, they're in ninth place now. So if we do make it that far, the chances are we're not going to play the central team because the central team is going to be higher seeded than the Canadian or the Eastern. Unless there's an upset, unless unless you're right, unless Dallas makes it there, then we are probably going to play them because they're going to be a lower seed. I know that's what I'm so, saying. Yeah, I don't yeah. want that so, to yeah. happen. I just, I just, I just realized that doing the math, even yeah. though I messed up the math earlier in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I actually, you know, you, you know who I do want to play though in the in the car. I want to play Toronto. I want to pl- I want to play them and beat them so bad and and yeah. just I want to see all of the Canadian team fans just be so like cuz they are riding so high this season. They think they're going to win the cup. Every Canadian team at some point during the season, including the Senators yeah. and the Canucks fans, I swear to you have thought they were going to win this fucking cup. No, I think most of it is coming from Toronto. I, I Oh yeah, think- for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um Toronto's really really hiding high. Riding high, I mean, 
And <laughs> you know what would be hilarious? If they, if they don't make it out of their division. If they don't make it out the first round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if, they get, if they get beat by Montreal first I, round. Oh, my God. I, 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 I don't know. Calgary's made a push lately too. They're they're close. Yeah, I was they're... watching. I was watching one of Steve Dangle's LFRs uh, after their loss to Vancouver. His second loss to Vancouver, by the way. Yeah. Uh, after Vancouver got out of COVID, he actually said, "I don't know if he's serious or not," but he said, "If if Toronto doesn't make it out of the first round, he's gonna stop doing LFR and he's just <laughs> gonna start covering. He's gonna be. Ju- he wants to be just like the hockey guy and cover the, ho- the re- just the whole league. I don't know if he's serious or not, but." I can see him. I can see why because of the pain. Yeah. Even though it's not going to happen, could you imagine the miracles of all miracles that Vancouver out of their last 16 games just somehow make it? It won't happen, but just – I know. I just said it's not going to happen, but could you just imagine? I mean, they've done well. They're technically their last 10 games, even though their last 10 games are split. So mathematically, they they could actually make it. I mean, they've got 16 games left. That's 32 points there. There's only there's only three teams mathematically eliminated right now. It's Buffalo, New Jersey, and Columbus. And about to the, be Anaheim. The rest, yeah, Anaheim, uh, right uh, soon. But the rest are fair game. So, yeah. San Jose has the same number of points as Vancouver, but with six more games played. <laughs> so, uh, I I don't know about. So Vancouver won. Actually, yeah, you're right. They had they had a pretty decent. So they they beat. Oh shit, we, we forgot. We were supposed to take our commercial break. Let's do that. We'll come back and then we'll go through the rest of the around the NHL since we just decided to do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy Neilville Piano. Make sure you check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Ham or Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! And we're back. Well, what are we sponsored by today? Mortal Kombat? Um, um, breaking so. Spears because just leave Petro alone. <laughs> yes, we're sponsored by leave. gas because leave Petro alone. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so that's well, actually, it's funny how Andrew, you were right to go call commercial there because we are we were starting to talk about Vancouver. <laughs> yep, so take I'll, it away. I'll, I'll, I'll start it, yeah, so um. <laughs> Two two teams that were out for because of COVID reasons, uh, one more one more drastic than the other. Colorado was the the first one who missed uh, like three games. Who who got postponed three games? Uh, three of their games was postponed, um, and uh, they came back and they won the first game and then lost the next game, which was good for us. But the, the more drastic one was uh, Vancouver who missed about three weeks of games because of the whole situation. We talked about this uh, previous podcast, but yeah. uh, like I said before, they beat uh, Toronto back to back coming out of COVID. And those LFR videos was very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was saying, he was saying something about like, imagine losing to a Zamboni driver, right? One year. And the next year, 
you lose to a team who missed three weeks because of COVID, and you lost <laughs> twice. <laughs> Could, could you imagine that Vancouver guy who does all this eating stuff after losses that there was a Toronto guy who did that? Oh, man. That's, he, that's what he – he should have challenged the Toronto guy to be like, hey, if you lose, you got to do one of my videos. <laughs> no, uh, Steve just yells. That's, yeah, that's what he does. he does. That's what he does. So is that, is that Toronto's Ken? <laughs> no, because he's more reasonable than Ken. <laughs> he actually wow. – I think, I, wow. think, I think Steve actually – he is very – he he um he he doesn't over dramatize it. He he says it how it is. Yeah. You know. He, um, yeah. Now, like I said, it was going to be a little bit of tidbit of a Holpi there, but Holpi got all Vancouver's wins since they've come back. Yeah. Emco okay. has the one loss. But he yeah. is from San Diego, and he went just went to college with Tush. Which is which is weird because uh, I thought Demko had a pretty good season, and then the one loss. Well, to be to be honest with you, you can't win a game when you have zero points, uh, zero goals. That's yeah. what their one loss was. Yeah, ask goal. ask Vegas playoffs about that. Oh, <laughs> I, don't jinx it because playoffs is coming soon. Ah, knock on wood. I know that's why I I want them to like have some struggles just a little bit for like this last ten games so that maybe they don't have those in the playoffs instead. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what we were saying when, during the the lull. It's like it's good to have it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm afraid that was too early now, and it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I think so. it's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, I think you get those lulls, especially if you're a really good team. You get you don't get those lulls a lot. You get you get one or one. You get yeah. one. That was like four or five games on and off, yeah. though. So, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right to me. To be honest with you. So let's now, let's hope that was it, and and like they just plow through these playoffs in a good way. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I hopefully we get a warm up. Uh, uh, warm up series before uh, you mean like Arizona or St. Louis? Yes, yes, please. I, mm-hmm. I yes, kind of like the idea of a desert series just for you know to call it the desert series and before they go back to they, they move to they central. go to the central, and, yep. And, or, and, and our chances, yeah. and our chances, well, they've been in the central season. before, yeah. So, yeah. to be fair, like we, we do get Edmonton back and. Yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> uh, next, yeah, Vancouver, next year, Edmonton, Seattle, Calgary. Next year, like, look at the. I think it's Vegas and Edmonton's division next season. To be honest with you, I don't know how Seattle's going to fare, but though I think those are the two teams. That are gonna I think Seattle's going to be number two. <laughs> I you think. You know why? Well, you know let's why? Give us, let's look at their opening day roster, or, or at least their camp roster. So, probably me. Out of the expansion draft, they'll probably just do what Vegas did and do a lot of trades after that, and then the roster won't be anything until we see, like, training camp. Yeah, and, and the only reason I say that is because literally every other team except for Edmonton looks that's going to be in this division next year looks fucking terrible, and Edmonton's not good at winning either, so. Here's the thing. So, yeah, everybody's have high expectations on Seattle, I don't think they're going to be good. I just think everybody Vegas. else is going to be that bad. <laughs> I think I think Calgary is going to have a bounce back. I think uh, – wait, I'm thinking. Yeah, they're bad. I mean, Vancouver, LA, LA, who knows? I think, I think LA is going to have to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? Vancouver, uh, yeah, maybe. Ah, dude, they got to sign all those people. Yeah, maybe. Vancouver well, I don't think I no. I don't think Seattle is going to be second. I think Edmonton is going to be second. I think it's. I think Edmonton. I would agree. I think Edmonton is going to have second. 
Yeah. And then but, Calgary third. Maybe. Maybe LA or Calgary. Or I think yeah. LA's Yeah, I think LA's closer to competing than especially I, I, I maybe sharks. I think maybe the sharks makes a move. I don't know. Maybe Seattle they, will be better than Vancouver next season. I'm pretty sure though. <laughs> Seattle will be better than Anaheim, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And probably I Vancouver. Mean, I don't know. Well, let's see what Vancouver does these last 15 games though. I could, they could yeah. actually like maybe pull it off. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It, but, it'll yeah, be a stretch, see. but we've seen crazier shit though. Yeah, exactly. Well, Seattle, Seattle wins the division, goes to the cup finals, and uh, lose to who, who has a drill? Who has a drill? Who has a drill? Mm, let's see here. Who who's the who's the who's the new Washington Capital? Carolina. They lose to Carolina. I was gonna say Carolina. Yeah, I can see they're gonna lose to Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would make sense. It would either be Carolina or somebody that or like, Florida. Yeah, or, Florida. or or watch it be somebody like. One Wait, of the no. New York teams. <laughs> no, who's who's a superstar that has a like a long-standing superstar who hasn't won a cup? It's, it's weighing in there. Uh, Boston. Barkov. No, Boston has won a cup recently. That doesn't count. No, no, I, I, I didn't say Boston. I said Barkov. No, and I was saying Boston because oh, it was 2011. That was 10 years ago now, Carla. No, so, I mean, I mean, I mean, who's the OV who hasn't won a cup and, and, and a franchise? Connor McDavid. He's in this division. Yeah, well, uh, I'm talking about who's the, who, who, are, who, are, who are they going to lose to? Toronto? Why? They're going to lose to Toronto. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are coming up on the, having the longest cup drought in NHL history. Yeah. Who, Toronto? Mm-hmm. Which is, I find it hilarious. I find it more hilarious because there's teams that have never won a cup and Toronto still has a longer drought. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, um, Vegas. Well, Vegas wins the cup this year, obviously, but we'll see. Anyways, right, so, uh, moving on. So Spencer Knight uh, wins his NHL debut. He turned 20 the day before he won, made 33 saves in a 5-1 win over Columbus. Uh, first goalie born in the 2000s er, and beyond to play an NHL game. Right in that, this made me feel really, really fucking old. I'm just still sad. I, I just wanted him on this team because of his last name. Exactly. I yeah. He was... I remember during that draft, he was he dropped, he started dropping, and then he got picked three picks before Vegas, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, they yeah. just signed Bobrovsky that same year, and I'm like, no, you already got a goal. Give us him. Like, <laughs> and then and then there's three players uh, that's taken after him uh, that's been talked about. One of them is not talked about as much in the league because of the hype. It's for some reason it's not following him, but it, Caulfield. Lots of hype coming up to uh, coming up because oh, yeah. of his big. And wasn't that Krebs? Wasn't that Krebs here? Uh, yeah, New, yeah, New Hook. New Hook came after that New in Hook, Colorado, yep. and now everybody's hyping up because he seems to be good and a good addition for uh, for for Colorado. But nobody's talking about paying Krebs yeah, around the league. It's kind of yeah. like how nobody's talking about Theodore around the league. Vegas is real. Vegas in. Players individually, other than Stone and Flurry, he's not really be, doesn't really get talked about a lot. Uh, well, we have we we don't seem to like have a big team full of well-known names aside from a couple of the big superstar ones. Um, versus, like, I don't know who is it that you always hear about, like all their well, players all the time. It's not that; it's also the market, the mar- our, our mar- because we're not in the East Coast. Because I mean, yeah. there's a lot of teams that talk about 
like like every Maple Leafs player Boston, ever. Yeah, Maple Leafs players like Boston players. I know Boston has the the, the perfection line that they they hate. I think everybody's heard more more in the last few months about Tony D'Angelo than any other fucking defenseman. And he but hasn't I, played Adam, since when. Adam, Adam Fox is actually the guy they're talking yeah. about now because he. I mean, I that, think his he has been impressive. But. I think he is the, he is the front runner for the Norris right now. Uh, of course, he's, he is. He's really, really. Uh, Hedman's up there though too. Yeah, yeah but, but Fox he, is like oh, Fox, Fox is, is doing this. Yeah, Fox is doing doing this on a bad team. And and like he's. He's created a huge separation between him and, and Hedman now. Yeah, I think because Hedman, I think, has a bad few games, especially Tampa Bay having a bad few yeah, games. Yeah, Tampa has been slumping the last week or so. And, and if you think about Tampa's surrounding cast around Hedman, is way better than what Fox have. So well, that's, why, that's why Fox gotta, is right now. Remember, this, sometimes this is a media. Um, yeah, it's a media-voted award. Yeah. And I'm still surprised why Theodore is not mentioned at all in the Norris. Uh, yeah, he should at least be mentioned. Yeah, mentioned. Like, I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he should. No. At least I hope he wins. In the people, people. When the vote comes more, out, if he's not top five, it, that's just a travesty. Yeah. People still talk more about Makar, even though he missed, like, most, a lot of the games. I don't think he's going to. Uh, I think he's going to probably, Makar's probably going to get even more most votes than Theodore, even though Makar is a great, great player. He hasn't just Tavon missed a lot Taves of games. Been, hasn't Taves been playing better than Makar this season anyway? No, uh, Gerard, Gerard is the guy who's getting a lot of points. But Taves is a great the, – their, Taves is their Martinez, where he is great he's all their, around. Yeah, he, he's just like – he's their best, like, all-around all around defender, I think. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I was actually looking at this – comparing the matchup with the Colorado and Vegas – because it's a good match. Like I was looking at their defense score. Like Vegas has Theodore Martinez, Petro, and uh, and um, Colorado has Makar, Gerard, Taves. It's a fucking really good matchup. I think, but I think Vegas has a better uh, bottom six and white uh, White Cloud and uh, I'm bottom pairing White Cloud and Hague. Yeah, because uh, I think they're very underrated and uh, not really uh, and underappreciated. And then you look at the forwards of obviously uh, the top line versus top line. You got Ratnan, uh, McKinnon, and Landeskog, and you got Pacioretty, Stevenson, Stone. You know, it's 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 such a good matchup. I cannot like I want this series, but I also don't want this series. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this series to be the first round, is what I definitely exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's not. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. No, I don't think so either. Now, yeah, it's going to make for great hockey, but it's also going to make for stressful hockey for the fans and everything as well, too. Yeah, so, yeah, um, on both sides. All right, Dave, take the take it away here. All right, uh, Carey Price is out with, in concussion protocol after being hit in the crease by Edmonton's Alex Chason. Uh, and the same place, McDavid originally had scored a goal. They they reviewed it, called it goaltender interference. Now I didn't never got a chance to see a replay on it, so I didn't know exactly how the hit happened, but it's just. Plays like that, I mean, with concussions, and we're, I'm surprised that the way um, Patches fell the other day off that burn set, he didn't get hurt the way he fell on, on his back and his head upside down like that. But there still needs to be more done and reviewed on on plays like that, I, I yeah. believe, especially yeah. hits in the back into the boards or hits on goalies. I remember somebody tweeting out during one of the games this week that Flurry got hit with a 
in, in near the crease. I mean, I don't know how bad it was, but people were complaining. Well, why didn't somebody go out and kick so and so's ass because Flurry got tackled or whatever? You know. Speaking of like stepping up, uh, I, I hear an echo. Is a speaking of step, teams stepping up for players though, because I, I see a, Vegas does that really well. They step up to, uh, for their players, especially with especially with Reeves out right now. Everybody's been separate. Uh, remember, yeah, as I mentioned before, when Martinez got hit by Kane, Kane got like gang, uh, mm-hmm. gang tackled by three Golden Knights. Like Tuck was one of them. Uh, Stone will, will drop a glove if he has to. Patch it. We've seen Patches do that. Yeah, yeah and Coltar's out too. So we have Coltar and Reeves, our two main fighters, out, and yet we're still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and here I, I was think- at that game screaming. Those hands are too expensive for fighting. Stop it. Like, I literally was screaming that because I, all I saw was like cane patches, stone, all throwing like punches and shit. And I'm just like, no, no, no. These are not the people you want fighting, especially on the Vegas team. And I'm, I just kept yelling, I'm like, stop fighting. But even before Stone Kane, he was a player that would stand up for his teammates and things yeah. as well, too. Because that's he what is, he is a power forward. You expect that out of a power forward. Yeah, and, and after seeing him fight, you, you don't want to fight him. <laughs> and, and there's He's just crazy. <laughs> and there's another player that doesn't get talked about being one of the tough guy and be strong and big is Nick Hague. I, oh, I thought you were going to say Jonathan Marcheseau. No, no, no. Nick Hague, there's a few moments. Uh, I think it was the last game. No, it was against the Sharks, where Hague just like used his side a size and just kind of like put like kept the guy down. Like, uh, Hague, nobody wants to fight Hague because of, of his size and how big he is. There was one game against Minnesota, I remember, where he did a scrappy do, where he just put his hand on, on yep. his head and the guy couldn't reach him. Well, would, he, would he have his hand on Brad Hunt? Because that, that would. No, be- no, no. It was, it was someone else, but it was uh, it, he, the guy was 5'8, I think. And Hague was just like did a scrappy dude, and I thought it was hilarious. It wasn't yeah. a scr- fight; it was just a scrum. It was a. And I, I think that was the same game where, wasn't it where Hague scored, and then Marsha shows the first one yeah. to come up to him and celebrate. Yeah, yeah, the- oh yeah, and then you saw Hague- the height difference, and you're like, oh my god, he's like hugging like the logo on his chest. <laughs> yeah, Hague actually drops used to drop his gloves a lot in juniors and a few times in the AHL. He can. Uh, Hague- Hague's a tough guy, man. He. He hasn't really shown that here in the NHL because I feel like they, they want him to develop his game more. And speaking of Hague, uh, he's uh, really cut down on his penalties, so good on him. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's let's wrap it up here. Um, we're we're getting into uh, hour and a half territory, so uh, yeah, let's save it for next week. We'll we'll talk about Colorado, Arizona, and the Arizona games. So, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you in a week. Leave Petra alone. Leave Petra alone.